Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one comically large bomb at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. <laughs> I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us for the last time this week is Jonathan Carlyle from Princess Hello. Bride Minute and oh, yeah. UHF 62nd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So today we're talking about Minute 125, which starts with uh, someone finishing their question from yesterday. It says, the women and children, and ends with... The Urukai army chanting up at Saruman. Yes, indeed. So I said, I said earlier this week that my favorite gag, one of my favorite gags in this movie, is in this week, and it is today. <laughs> Just this, the zoom in on the drain, and then we we get back to our our friend Wormtongue, talking it's, about the weaknesses of Helm's Deep. It's it's uh, fitting that his voiceover is over like a glorified sewer. Yeah, which is little more than a drain. Yeah. Way to describe yourself, Wormtongue. <laughs> Gross. Also, the, the bars look so nasty and yeah. warped and rusty. Yeah, I don't think you need a, a bomb for that. I think you just need, like, a saw in ten just, minutes. Yeah, but you need to get to it. That's fair. It has but one weakness. This 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 place... So that is the understand. only drain for the entire the entire wall? Which has to be just disgusting. Yes. Which means when if there's a torrential downpour, the Which area there will be. The area in front of the <laughs> deeping wall would flood because that drain is not large enough to handle all the water that would be aimed at it. So what happens in this movie doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, because I don't think washing. anyone could actually walk down there. I, I Someone is washing their clothes in that water. Ew. Yeah. And all these people are just still regarding Bernard Hill as he walks by because he's their king, but none of them are looking at him as lustfully as the extra in the last I don't minute. even know if it was lustfully. <laughs> She's just like, nice. Just like... That's lustfully. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like a solid, like, that's a that's a nice dude. That's a man, 9 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> he barely has any poo on him. <laughs> right? He must be king. <laughs> How'd you become king then? Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, my my favorite, like my one of my favorite gags in this movie. How can fire undo stone? Yes. And then he holds the candle over the gunpowder bomb. Well, and I love how Saruman doesn't speak. He just grabs him and, and gives him a look, and like pushes by him. And from the moment he grabs him, the look on Wormtongue's face changes from interest to worry. <laughs> and he gives he gives the bomb a real long look before he leaves the room and keeps talking. He gives it this really concerned stare. It's just like, what is that? He's so like, are we? He's now fearful for his life. Fearful for his life, not from Saruman, but from this thing in the middle of the chamber. <laughs> are we to believe that Saruman? invented this gunpowder that is what they imply in the commentary that that's the impression they wanted to give. yeah that's what i've always taken away from that it's uh it's like this ultimate expression of evil artifice and evil industry is like 
gunpowder being used as a weapon. Gunpowder, so like, a... being explicitly created for warfare instead of just, like... Right. Is, like, evil industrialism at it, at its peak. Okay. That makes sense. So I guess, do we think that he did this by himself, or did he have some, some you know, help from higher powers that are kind of speaking to him, or... Presumably he has access to knowledge that mortals don't. Right. Because he's from Valinor. Sure. And he's, you know, as old as the world. And he helped, he he would have had a hand in the song that created the world, which means he would understand the makeup of the world better than most people. Better than pretty much, better than any mortal. You don't think Sauron's like, hey, I thought of this. Here's this cool recipe for gunpowder. <laughs> no, I think this is Saruman. Okay. I, I think that it's not an unfair thing to assume that Kurunir, who is the smartest of the the Astari, but not the wisest, that is Gandalf, mm. uh, would have come up with this knowing, you know, more about the world on like a base level, like what the world is made That's of. That's his, uh, like... That's his, his real name is Kurunir. Oh, okay. Uh, just like Gandalf's real name is Aloran. Right. Those, those are the names of the Astari. Radagast is his name. Radagast is Radagast, <laughs> as far as I'm aware. So is Saruman one of those like practical magic wizards, where he he knows how to manipulate the the world around him, and that's just kind of how he chooses to do his magic. So is, he's kind of. I think for the most part, yeah, the magic that we've seen him do isn't conjuring things out of nothing. Like he's manipulating the weather. He's manipulating the wind. When we see him like attacking them on the mountain. Well, what about when? Like, wizard fight. I mean, telekinesis is telekinesis, whatever. Okay. I just kind of write that one off. <laughs> we get a cameo from the Palantir. We do? Yeah, it's in that room that they walk through oh, yeah. on the balcony. We get a quick little cameo of the Palantir. Yeah. Just reminding us it's there. You know, I think it would be funny if in the Palantir it's just, just the eye. <laughs> just Sauron's eye. Yeah. What's going on? But it doesn't call attention to itself. It's just, like, in the background. It's just, like, slightly tilted. Yeah. Ooh. It's like looking, all this just looking into that other room where the bomb is. Just yeah. like, what's he doing in there? What have you done? What is that? <laughs> should I be worried? I feel like I should be worried about this. Well, it won't be long before you decide to load that into a cannon. Well, right, because if he's planning on using it against Sauron at any point, Sauron would know about it if he, the Palantir's in the room with it. Right, that's why it's not in the room with the Palantir. There's a hallway. Oh, I see. I, I see what you're saying. I They're thought like, you said it was like in the, the room. No, no, no. Yeah. They, they walk through the Palantir room. Oh, okay. Onto the balcony. Onto the balcony. Yeah. It would take thousands. Tens of thousands. I know. I counted. <laughs> right? I know. They are all my children, and I do not care about them at all. <laughs> I like how Wormtongue thinks that, you know, thousands of people is beyond reckoning. That we can't can't count that high, we can't uh, can't fathom. Well, I guess that's true. He can't fathom that that large of an army. But yeah, apparently, he hasn't bad. been outside in a while. <laughs> well, you know, he he's pretty pale. He's been in Rohan, yeah. and Rohan like has a pretty sizable force, but not this big. Yeah, if he thinks that they were able to get Amr back to Helm's Deep, he would he would probably place the the Rohirrim at somewhere around five thousand including the forces that they had been able to muster, plus the people Amr took with him. That That's what it feels like. Like, Theoden maybe has 2,000 people, including the children that he makes fight. <laughs> that's horrible. And then Amr comes back with 3,000 good men that were riding north. I thought it was 2,000. 2,000? Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. 
So Rohan has a few thousand men. So he's just like, and Helm's Deep is a, is a strong fortress made to withstand sieges to fight off enemies of much larger numbers. So Wormtongue is just like, it would take so many people to break this fortress. I can't even think, I, I can't even picture how many people this would be. And then they step outside and Wormtongue is like, that ought to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. that many. <laughs> so were they waiting to blow the horn when, for when Saruman walks outside? Because it's perfectly timed. I'm, yeah, like, I assume that big fat Wormtongue... orc that was like, yeah, <laughs> sitting there with the horn waiting. <laughs> Wouldn't Wormtongue, because like, you would think that that many bodies would make so much noise. Yeah, you'd think so. Like assembled in one spot. Just kind of stand or thanks around. really well soundproofed. I guess. <laughs> we should record an Orthanc, if that's the case. It's solid obsidian. The sound doesn't carry. I don't know if that's true, because obsidian's just like... It's rock. Yeah. No dead in sound from outside. But it's it just bounces off the walls. Yeah, just <laughs> away. It's got all those grooves in it. It's like really good at negating acoustics. Okay. <laughs> the inside has all these like nooks and crannies and carvings. It's just like the egg carton. Yeah, it's just, but it's solid obsidian. <laughs> the little flown, like, plucker This is where things. I record my sweet metal albums. Yeah. This... <laughs> right? Can you oh, just imagine, like, Christopher Lee, like, brings an electric guitar to set one day, oh, and he's just yeah, like, I wonder what the acoustics are like in here. <laughs> just, like, no one's around, it's, like, three o'clock in the morning, and he's just, like, strung. He, like, Marty McFly's it? Yeah, and he just, like, goes for it, and then, like... Sean Aston just like wanders onto set and it's just like with his morning coffee and just watches. Just like Christop- in a bathrobe. <laughs> just watching Christopher Lee just like shred. I saw something magical that day, children. <laughs> just like shirtless and skinny jeans, just shredding on an electric guitar. No, like no, I was just picturing him like in the Saruman robes. <laughs> no, just the wig and beard. He's <laughs> got like the like the chain bracelets on. <laughs> but yeah, no, like that that many orcs should make a lot of noise at all times, and they do. And uh, can't understand what they're saying. I assume it's orcish, but it does vaguely sound like they're saying "burn them, crush them." Yeah, which is very unsettling. Yeah, <laughs> the horn sounds very similar to the horn used to signal the gates of Mordor. It might be a reused effect, like just like slightly edited. It sounds very similar. But yeah, it it is perfectly timed to Saruman's emergence from, from Orthanc. Do you think they practiced that? I think it's just that big, fat, overexcited orc that was really happy to cut down Fangorn Forest. So, like, people are watching for the balcony for Saruman to step out, and then they're signaling to the heralds, and the heralds blow the horns, and everyone starts chanting? Yeah. That doesn't seem... We gotta do this for Dad. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it for you, Pops. Yeah. <laughs> He's the archive's dad. He's their creator. Yeah. To them, like, what's the difference? Like, us, like, what's the difference, really? Like, the the thing, like, the being that brings you into this world when you don't otherwise have a biological parent is your parent. I guess, yeah. Your benevolent god. So you do what he says. Yeah. He doesn't care if you die. He can make more. Right. Quantity over quality. Just more murder toddlers. Oh. He's the, it's the Zap Brannigan approach yeah, you, to war. Like, how... Because there were a lot of them 
He's just been churning out Urukai yeah. day and night. She's got those baby makers pumping. <laughs> gross. <laughs> what does those he make them out of? Mud. M- mud, people. worms, people, <laughs> s- stuff. I don't know. It's a lot of resources for this. They are yeah. the, so the, the Urukai are the inspiration for like the, the half-orc in D&D. Right. Because that's, I guess, kind of what they're supposed to be. They're orcs that can... Yeah, they're genetically it, modified... Works right, mixed with people. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what they're supposed to be. It's like the implication: orcs are corrupted elves, urukai are further corrupted orcs. <laughs> yeah, they're part man flesh now. Right, I smell man flesh. That's just you, Frank. <laughs> you got a little more than the rest of us. It's just your arm. Oh man, he's got like one beefy arm, and then the other one's kind of scrawny. One scrawny little human <laughs> arm, just like comically <laughs> stitched on. <laughs> Just, like, stapled. <laughs> like Frankenstein? Yeah. Frankenstein's monster, excuse me. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> the monster. Yes. Not even Frankenstein's monster. The monster. the monster. Yeah. I just had to question the timing of that that horn. I just love what... I just love tracking Wormtongue's face across his this scene. Because he's just, like, he's questioning... And he doesn't believe that this is a thing. And then the serious look that Saruman gives him, he's just like, oh no. And then he, like, naysays again. Yeah. He's an, he's a real negative Nancy. <laughs> Why does Saruman keep him around? He, it's like, his usefulness is expired because he's no longer in Rohan to be doing his dirty work. Yeah, but he still knows things about Rohan for now. Yeah, that's true. One weakness. Which, I guess that's kind of weird, because it sounds like he's telling Saruman, like, you know, about the weakness, but Saruman kind of already has it figured out, or I guess he, maybe he doesn't know where to put the bomb, but he made a bomb. Nah. So maybe we will find out in that scene later, he made several bombs. Is it? Yeah, so maybe yeah. maybe he's just kind of, you know, letting Wormtongue just talk. He's like, yeah, I, I know, I already got this. <laughs> I think there are five in that scene because you see them placing them and there's more than one okay they're like carrying the spiky bombs over and then we have the olympic torch work oh my god (laughs) i was gonna say i think that is my favorite gag in the movie but no that's not accurate at all no because your favorite gag is the shield the shield surfing yes down the stairs (laughs) that is certainly one of the gags That is certainly a thing that happens in this movie. <laughs> that is that is uh, an elvish denial of physics. There that are lots of like really jokey moments in this movie, and I think it's just this movie. No. I can't remember some of the Return of the King ones. I mean, there's there's quite a few in Fellowship. Right, but not to this extent. And it's mostly Hobbit shenanigans. I mean, yeah, but there's there's plenty of jokes in Fellowship. The dwarf breathes so loud we could have shot him in the dark. That, but those are like zingers, like and like I mean the sight gag of him walking directly into an arrow after talking about how perfect his perception is. Right, that's true. Like one-liners. Boromir getting schoolboy tripped. One-liners and like gags are different in my brain space. I mean, there's plenty of sight gags and like physical comedy and fellowship. The apple hitting them in the head. Yeah, like, that's true. Does he know about those? Whack. <laughs> there's plenty of that in fellowship. I just I don't know. We've been in two towers land for so long. So long. <laughs> we need to get to that tunnel Gollum was talking about. <laughs> Stairs and a tunnel. A I know, tunnel. I think 
this time in fellowship is Moria, and we haven't be. even hit Helm's Deep yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're in Helm's Deep, but not the fighting. Yeah, from this at this point in fellowship, we still had uh, eighty minutes left to record. Yeah. Uh, and we've got like a hundred left to do. Yeah. For this movie. Oh boy. Woohoo! I. It's good to see Wormtongue again, the slimy bastard. Right. Good old Brad Dourif, given given every moment is all. I think his best uh, facial reaction moment is actually next, the beginning of next week. Oh yeah, when we see his reaction to the army. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's pretty priceless. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for sticking it with us all week. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. This is uh, this is, it's funny. In five minutes, it kind of jumps around a lot you know you get the hillside to the helm's deep to or think but uh yeah it's good time things are about to happen and of course once things happen for you guys then it kind of sticks there for a while right so yeah i'm not sure how jealous i am of that part of it but (laughs) it's a fun battle this week is like a sampler platter of two towers (laughs) yeah we just we just we don't check in on frodo sam or mary pippin in these five minutes yeah I don't know if I wonder is there any week where we see every main character? Uh I would have to go back through my notes. But I don't know. My gut tells me no, because that's a lot of places to be in five minutes. Yeah. Like at the tail end of a transition scene, maybe. Yeah, it'd have to be like the tail end of a transition scene and then a short scene and then the beginning of a scene. Yeah. I'm curious. Like do we see every member every currently living member of the fellowship inside a week? Somewhere along the way. I feel like towards the end of the movie, yes, we will. I think during the, like, montage. Yes. <laughs> Sam's speech. If we haven't already. Right. We're from the website DuelingGenre.com. You can check us out there along with the rest of the Dueling Genre family. There are many podcasts as far as the eye can see. You can also go to MoviesByMinutes.com. Tens of... No, not tens of thousands. <laughs> Beyond Reckoning. So many. <laughs> you can also go to MoviesByMinutes.com to... Check out all the currently running and completed Movies by Minutes podcasts that are out there. We are still not at 100 as far as I, I know. I don't know. Where can people, or where can our listeners uh, find you, Jonathan? Well, they can. I, I do have one of those completed, and that's theprincessbrideminute.com and uh, upcoming uhf62nd.com, which I, I believe at this point in recording that I don't think UHF is on the Minute Makers page because I think they wait until the show has actually started. So, mm. um, but if you go to UHF 60 second.com, you'll find stuff. It does exist. We're getting there. <laughs> Creeping ever closer. So fun. close. Hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. And as always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster. Yeah. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.